You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. I'm riding on my bike. I'm going round the block. No, I can't cross the road. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosque Youth Group Radio Show for Monday the 20th of July 2020. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the previous hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. Today's show, I'll be doing a catch-up with David Blom about what's happening out in south-east Melbourne and... Uh, Hawthorne to Box Hill Rail Trail and all parts in between. Last weekend, Radio National had a show on about you know the bicycle boom and thereof and their take on what uh, is occurring. Uh, I think that was on Rear Vision. There was an interesting part. I've got to stop saying the word interesting because it's very an uninteresting word. But there was a segment in that that was of vital interest if you have a you know you take an interest in cycling advocacy and why we have such a roadblock with certain things and uh, the word John Forrester popped up in the middle of it and again this is uh, an individual who's got his fanboys and probably one or two fangirls but mainly fanboys who believe that uh, you don't need special infrastructure and this has been a, a massive barrier for probably the best part of 40 years and we've got to get past it so I should put the link to the Radio National podcast in our podcast so you can have a listen and get uh, a bit of background on uh, yeah why things don't seem to work. Also news and events uh, there's a lot of surveys around at the moment if you've been following the Your Say Yarra Making Space uh, feedback there's also an additional two parts to that there's Park Street where the new bicycle uh, infrastructure is going in for contra flow lanes there take the pressure off the linear trial circle thing there and there's also one for Trenary Crescent in uh, Clifton Hill which some people are trying to get a little worked up about and I think uh, again as Steve and I discussed at our last show I'd like having a critique and or editorial of the uh, meeting that happened at Yarra City Council on the 22nd, 23rd of June. It's a trial. A trial. Steve, you've just come back from the lolly shop and you've got some uh, new things to discuss. Yep, this is the first pair of tubeless wheels in the, well, tubeless setup in the house. Oh, you're very proud of this fact, aren't you? Want to just quickly talk people through what a tubeless is? Well, you have a tyre and a rim, generally something to keep the air in, like a tube inside the tyre, and this setup has no tube. It has goo, sealant. So the idea is that it's supple, um, allows you to run lower pressures, and it self-seals, so it's sort of self-healing of flats. Okay, so what uh, sort of wheels have you you've got these built up for? Uh, this is for a gravel bike. And it's a conventional diameter 
Yes, road-ish diameter. 26, 27, 29. 20, uh, 27, 700C road size with a fatter than regular road tyre. So you're going to go out uh, gravel grinding? Yeah. Okay, now most people who commute or get around have the conventional tread um, rim tape and a tube. Does this use more or less materials? interesting over the lifetime of the setup maybe it uses about the same but it does use less rubber in a tube and the tires are generally lighter and more supple and do self-heal with the sealant it's an advantage in that you shouldn't get lots of flats I don't know if I'd run it as a on a commuter bike, but it'd be interesting to hear from people who did. I think some people do. I've heard of people running tubeless commute. So, yeah, I'm just interested from the either wear or tear and or resource uh, sort of thing in terms of using less resources, using less rubber, using less um, toxic stuff. Yeah, it uses less rubber. If, if you've got a bigger, heavier tyre and a tube, you've got more rubber. You've got sealant, which is probably latex or some sort of product like that inside and your rim tape is more specific unless your wheel is set up but usually your your rim has got some sort of rim tape on it anyway yeah and i've got to ask in terms of accessibility in terms of people being able to buy these things because again not everybody comes in at the same thing of like oh i could just go out and buy this you know people on limited incomes well, everyone's on a limited income at the moment how feasible is going tubeless? There are a number of ways of doing some home, let's call it home, rather than the um, pejorative ghetto tubeless. There's ways of converting your bike and then putting sealant, but you would have to buy sealant. Have to, uh, you'd, ha- you'd have to be careful about your tyres, tyre and rim choice, to yeah. do that. Oh, just, yeah, just asking what would it cost for a wheel set if you're going to go tubeless? You need to look at when you're buying new tyres, are they capable of... So yeah. It could cost the average person a little more because it's like a piece of string that you could pay, you know, $30 for a tyre and you can pay $80 for a tyre that's the more supple tubeless ready one. So, and then you're looking at how much you pay for sealant, which might cost you about the same as you pay for a tube. I'm just looking at how, how much... How much dollars is... How much did you just pay for your wheel set? Um, that's really tricky too, because I paid the shop for their labour to set them up. Yes, which you should do with bike shops. Yes. Yeah, so they, I had to pay them labour, mm. and that's fair because that they spent time and effort and put lots of rim tape and farting around and put sealant in and all that sort of stuff. So it, it costs the $70, $80, $90 worth of work and materials and stuff to go into a wheel to set it up tubeless, but you then have to have a tyre that works and have yep. a wheel that works. But uh, if you were going to run it, how much does it cost for uh, in terms of uh, last duration? It could last longer than you would spend on a on a tube because not everyone can successfully patch their tubes, when, especially if you're commuting and you're getting lots of glass. 
So it could work out more cost-effective, especially if you've got to pay someone to do your, do your repairs. That's the stuff I need to hear because yeah. if people are looking at something that is a little bit more for setup, but in terms of feasibility or I should say practicality, it might work out better in the long run. It's one of those things where you need to do a little bit of research and talk to your friendly bike shop about setting up tubeless. Yeah, I'd, I'd be talking to people that run these systems and do a do a bit of a back of the envelope on how much you might have actually spent and also the time. Like if, for example, you want something reliable going yes. to work. That's what I'm, that's why um, some people might be running tubeless commuting because the whole thing of flipping it off your um, off your bike, getting out the you know tire levers, waiting for things to set and dry, and not even taking in the whole thing of trying to find where the goddamn thing is. Mm. So if it's not a cut that if if it's not a if it's not a puncher that uh, puts a big hole and lets all your sealant out mm. and air out, yeah, maybe that is more reliable on the way to work. Keeps the keeps you rolling. That's that would be an interesting comparison. Do you need to renew your subscription? Make a donation. Or pass on some information to a programmer. We can't get to the phone all the time right now, but we're still here. You can call us on 03 94198377 each weekday between 1 and 5pm and talk to a staff member. That's 03 94198377. 3CR Community Radio, here to stay. David Blom from Melbourne East Bicycle User Group and it's been quite busy out east with all of the COVID-19. The trails out this way are, are quite busy, especially along the uh, Box Hill to Ringwood Rail Trail, the Summers Trail, the Eastlink Trail, they're all flat out and busy at the moment. The city of Knox has bicycles going everywhere, especially at lunchtime during the week or on weekends there are people just going out and enjoying riding their bikes at the moment. We're in stage three here in Melbourne and like you know, can't go outside the city. It's almost like we have yeah. city walls at the moment. Um, yeah, well the, the kids also can't play footy, netball or basketball or tennis, any sports like that. So. The only things that are sort of left to them are walking, running, cycling, uh, skateboarding, rollerblading, all of those sort of things. So that's where uh, the trails that we have seen built coming in very useful. We're going to talk about like the Hawthorne to Box Hill project. The Department of Transport engaged um, consultants, was it ACOM, to yeah. study the route it, by the by the state government funded uh, in May 2019. And um, the the bug is amongst various stakeholders. And I was just having a quick look through that. It's pretty comprehensive. And then you've come back to them with your response. Yeah, so they've been sort of consulting with us for this feasibility to see that the route chosen can actually be done and it, it can be something that is useful for the community. 
And the initial perception that we've got from uh, the negotiations and the discussions that we've been having with the Department of Transport and their uh, consultants has been rather positive and they've uh, taken on a lot of our feedback and uh, things are looking pretty good in that regard. So hopefully $377,000 feasibility from Paul Hamer does uh, deliver us eventually a, a route uh, all the way, not just from Hawthorne to Box Hill, but it'd be from the Melbourne CBD all the way out to Ringwood on pretty much nothing but bike path. Yeah, because it's like you said, it goes from Hawthorne Station through Glen Ferry, Camberwell, Surrey Hills, all the way out to um, Box Hill, which is, you know, been new and new, the place is booming. Yeah, um, and it, yeah. It's, it's tying in very nicely with the level crossing removals that are due to go ahead for Mont Albert and Surrey Hills, which sort of led to us leaping upon the opportunity and fortunately the local MPs have seen the price or the opportunity of doing um, two projects for the price of one. Just saying in your response to the options identified to the feasibility study for um, Hawthorne to Box Hill, there was a couple of bits that could be improved upon. Yeah, look, there's uh, a few areas where it's it's very tight and there's a few areas where we are going to have to use the local roads. But I suppose those of us with a bit of local knowledge, there's quite a few roads where there isn't actually any driveways along the road because the houses there themselves actually back onto right-of-ways where all of the garages are and the cars are parked in front of the house with just street parking. So there are opportunities to create um, on-street uh, cycleways, as in uh, the ones that have been popping up in Sydney of late. And uh, also with existing parts that weren't taken into consideration. Yeah, well, there's quite a few parts there that are a legacy of the 1980s that follow the old uh, Q Railway out near the Glenferry Oval. So. Uh, we should be making use of, of those trails wherever possible and they help all, all become part of the one big network. Yeah, we were talking about what, Burwood, uh, Burwood Road? Yeah, so along Burwood Road there, there's a, a few off-road trails there. So definitely good things to be tapped into and used in the future. And Lennox Street through to Glen Ferry Oval, Grace's Park Trail along the old Q Railway, which is a good one. Yeah, so there, there is, you know, the, the skeleton of a trail there and hopefully with the works that they can perform here, we could get something that'll, uh, I suppose, shadow the railway line and get us all, all the way out east. They're also looking at, at the moment, doing the preliminary designs of, uh, of Ringwood to Croydon Trail. Mm. So there's quite a bit of work being done in that space at the moment. So we're looking at an off-road trail all the way from Ringwood Station all the way to Croydon. There's currently level crossing removals going to be going ahead at Bullbark and Lilydale. So hopefully the dream is that we'll have a trail that will take us all the way from Melbourne CBD all the way to Lilydale. You can then go on the Warburton Trail and recently, I just attended the Yarra Valley Trail Stage 1A opening, uh, which enables you to go on the old railway line from Lilydale to Yarra. 
We've got a new bridge being built alongside Burwood Highway from Morack Road to uh, the East Link Trail, which will enable people from Vermont South to be able to get across to the city of Knox's fantastic bicycle network, to be able to access trails along Burwood Highway, along the East Link Trail, the Dandenong Creek Trail, and the Blind Creek Trail, just in the immediate area. So it should be a fantastic uh, bit of path once that's completed. And when do you reckon that'll be open? Uh, that should be being built this financial year. An important message from the Victorian Government about coronavirus. To manage coronavirus and save lives, immediate action is required. This means if you can stay home, you must stay home. Yes, it's a major disruption to your lives, but this disruption today will save the lives of many Victorians tomorrow. If you think you may have coronavirus, call the government's hotline on 1800 675 398 or visit coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Victorian Government, managing this together. A 3CR supporter. So the the first project you mentioned initially mentioned with um, which could coincide with some of the level crossings, well, I think something similar to what you saw we've seen with the engineering trial. Uh, yeah. yeah, that goes all the way out to Yarraman. So that could be really interesting for the, the southeast. Yeah. So uh, we also saw something similar occur at Bayswater Railway Station, where there was a, a trail that was beside the railway line. And when they put the railway line under, they also put the, the cycling trail that was already there under alongside it. And the end result is a, a really nice place to, to ride your bike with no waiting for the level crossing and uh, no waiting for the traffic lights to have to cross the road as well. Just having another look through some of the uh, Melbourne response, getting back to the initial um, Hawthorne to Box Hill trial now there's a big thing that's missing from this and you've brought this up in your response which is the connection to the main Yarra trial has not been um, specified now what are the possible options there well the possible options would be to use one of the existing bridges that we have there or selecting a location for a new bridge across the Yarra so all of these options are obviously quite difficult quite expensive and uh, quite labour intensive, but um, it's something that would really complete the network there and make it into something that would be really valuable for mm. riders of all ages and abilities. And it would be giving uh, those of you in the, the city of Yarra uh, a magnificent uh, piece of infrastructure that you'd be able to join on your rides as well. Because this is the thing in terms of. Um connecting stuff up which could should have been done decades ago but it seems to be happening now with Hawthorne to Box Hill what's the other major connections that could come off this with things that are already existing in the area well there's the anniversary trail and there's also a, a few existing bits of trail around Camberwell so um, the, the anniversary trail uh, can join you up to Kew or you can head down the other way uh, to Oakley and the, the Jerring Trail or the Gardeners Creek Trail. So it's, it's quite an important 
uh, piece of connecting infrastructure. The Yarra Rail Trail to back in February, that was a Section 1A, and I think, I think we um, interviewed you about that. I should really remember that. What's the like, yeah, further connections with that? Okay, so further on into the future, the next stage will be connecting from Yering to Yarra Glen, then Yarra Glen to Hillsville, and uh, using the um, old waterway, connecting uh, Hillsville to Warburton. So eventually, um, using that aqueduct, you'll have a loop that you'll be able to do between Lilydale, Warburton, Hillsville, back to Lilydale, all off-road, all very easy gradients, and it's just the ideal trail to go exploring the Yarra Valley with. And not just that, it's for people who actually live in the area where you know, you're using that uh, trail as part of your commute or journey to another destination. Because we have a, it's not just our public transport, I think our cycling um, or shared paths are like this where everyone thinks you've got to come to the city or thereof. But a lot of this can be connecting, um, similar to like what we've got with the linear trail. Um, in the inner north, that is a connector for a lot of other uh, journeys. So this yes. this is pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, and it also uh, brings in uh, lots of tourism places. So you'd be able to go to places like the Yarra Valley Dairy, the Hillsville Sanctuary, the Hedge Inn Maze, Warburton itself, Lala Falls, the Water Wheel, everything that you could imagine in the whole Yarra Valley region. In 2020, 3CR is delivering our Beyond the Bars project differently. We've been speaking to the Indigenous men and women in Victorian prisons over the phone and we'll bring you those chats throughout the week of Monday, July the 6th to Friday, July the 10th. You can also catch up on the audio from the project online at 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars 2020. We want to see our men and women out of the prison system, but while they're still there, we will give them a voice through Beyond the Bars. Make sure you listen in. With the um, Hawthorne to Box Hill project, what what do you say would be the timelines on this? And uh, seeing that O'Connor, uh, you know, looks like they've responded to you in a pretty comprehensive way. Um, yeah. Yeah, for us out here saying, oh, okay, I want to get out and ride it, or I need to use it for my journey. What sort of timelines are we looking at? I think we're, we're looking sort of within the next 12 months for the feasibility. The business case will follow probably for 12 months after that. And that'll be sort of about the timeline when uh, the level crossing removals at Mont Albert and Surrey Hills are being performed, at which case, which point in time we'd be hopeful that the two are built together. So sort of the, the next two to three, four, five years. Okay. So, yeah, this is something we want to see good outcomes when these um, state infrastructure projects happen. Uh, we've seen some middling to poor outcomes, unfortunately, with stuff. <laughs> well, you know, like some like of the level trial. Yeah. To, yeah, but for, for every one of those, there's been a uh, Blackburn or a Bayswater where the result has been wonderful and the entire 
the Deering Trail is uh, an absolute pleasure to ride alongside. So generally, the, the results have been very good and they have been a driver of some very good infrastructure. So hopefully with uh, Surrey Hills, Mont Albert, Moolbar, Lily, Lilydale, we'll see um, similar really good results securing. With you know, the ongoing situation in Melbourne, you, you were just saying in the opener about what you're seeing where you are. How much do you reckon people are actually riding to commute or people are, are getting out there on their bikes simply because you know, they've got heart fever and they need to get out? <laughs> what, what would you see be happening? Uh, I think there's been an increase in commuting traffic just because people do wish to avoid public transport. But a, a large amount of the people going around, particularly during the daytime, are those really just wanting to get out and get some exercise. So there's a lot of walkers, a lot of people walking their dogs on the trails at the moment. Everybody's uh, working well together. There's a lot of uh, parents taking their kids out for, for entertainment and uh, for some exercise. And it's, it's really a great thing that pretty much everybody can do. Uh, the whole Blackburn Lake area has been just crammed full of people uh, walking, riding their bikes, exploring, uh, getting out there and uh, just enjoying the nice natural places that we've got uh, in the area. Yeah, so something for local uh, council, state government and you know, Department of Transport, Vic Roads, to have a think about is those suburban connections which are absolutely being, you know, well, you all utilised, I was about to say hammered in terms of the capital city trial <laughs> here in the inner north, but in terms of, you know, when we come out of this pandemic and or things will not go back the same, we're going to have very changed circumstances, I think this is going to have a, um, a reframing of our um, transport priorities in ways that we haven't seen ever, and I, and I can't really think of something to even um, compare it to. It's where we're smaller to medium-sized projects, like the one we're discussing today, are absolutely vital. Yeah, and by connecting everything up, they give people a chance to explore and to go places that they've never been before. And there's a lot of people just getting out there and going, wow, there's this whole world of places that I never knew existed. They're exploring their own neighbourhoods. They're exploring streets. They're seeing what's in their neighbourhood the, the lakes that are around them, the, the creeks that are flowing, the railway lines, the places that they can walk to, you know, all of that sort of infrastructure and it's becoming really important and really noticeable that people are getting out there on their bikes and doing this sort of thing for entertaining and really thinking to themselves, I think, you know, this is a way to actually get from point A to point B as well. I can go to the shops, I can go to the cafe, I can get myself a coffee just by riding my bike there. The, the Summers Trail, Eastlink Trail, Box Hill to Ringwood and the Coonung Creek Trail, Gardner's Creek Trail, they've never been busier. How can people find out more about what Melbourne East Bicycle User Group, but what are you doing? Can people get involved and how can people find out more about this project? You can find us on our website, that's mebug.org.au. 
You can also go to the Hawthorne Two Box Hill Facebook page. We also have a Meebug Facebook page. of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio Program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au Click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. On my bicycle, on my bicycle, You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.